Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Regardless of how long you've been doing frequency work, it's essential to understand and master the basics so your foundation continues to get broader and stronger to support growth and acceleration. Particularly for those who have been doing this for a while, nuances in the basics can be an aha moment that catalyze unexpected momentum. So today I'm answering some questions that I receive frequently to provide more clarity and nuance to these fundamental concepts. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. So let's get going. Okay, Karen, so we've had some questions come in. Mm -hmm. And I think these are really important to address for new people and for non-new people. Mm -hmm. So um, do you mind if I read you some of these questions? Please. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is, they're asking, why do some distortion patterns only show up later, mm -hmm. um, referring to people's sessions with you? Mm -hmm. uh, why do you uncover certain distortion patterns later and not in the beginning? Yeah. Uh, that's a really good question. And the reason uh, that happens is you have to kind of understand how distortion patterns work. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, one perspective is that they're kind of like layers to an onion, right? So that as you clear more of these layers, um, you get more momentum and more and more of them clear. And we don't all have the same layers to our onion. So for example, mm -hmm. for me, scarcity may have more layers than relationship. Gotcha. And for you, it may be the opposite, right? So the number of layers that you encounter or that I encounter for each separate thing that we're charged on is different mm -hmm. because we're different people. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. The other thing too is that you have to know that uh, distortion patterns, I mean, I just I explained it in layers. They're also at the same time like a bowl of spaghetti, okay? So if you pull on one distortion pattern, like, you know, if you pull on a, a, a thing of spaghetti and you twist it up and you mm -hmm. pull it, sometimes other noodles catch on. Yes. Right? So you're pulling not just one distortion pattern, you're pulling others. So that also happens where you think you're pulling this one thing and then it cascades into threads of other things that are distortion patterns that have a dynamic or that cascade off of that one thing that you're pulling. So that also happens. So in terms of why distortion patterns show up in the order that they do, well, First of all, I'm not dictating that, your higher self is. Also, it really depends on your how high your resonance is and how much you've cleared. So at the beginning, you have a ton to clear, right? So you're just like trying to like clear the slate to some degree, right? To get some kind of clarity, to get some kind of momentum. Mm -hmm. Also, some distortion patterns need more momentum from us in order to clear them, meaning they're deeper, stickier, um, harder for us to release. And if you're bogged down with a whole crap ton of distortion patterns, you don't have enough momentum to release the whole horrible, sticky, old stuff that's mm -hmm. really tying you down sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you have to clarify enough. Your resonance has to be high enough. You'll be like, ah, 
I can I can I release can that now. Yeah. yeah, I can release that now. Yeah, so that that makes sense in terms of a lot of healing modalities. I would think, um, mm -hmm. especially acupuncture. As an acupuncturist, we see like if someone comes in for the first time, there's a lot of crud. Like you don't even know where to begin sometimes. So you yeah. just start with like just clearing off the the crud on the top layer. Yeah, you know? and then each time they come, you see oh it's actually this which is tied to this. Da, 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 da. So yeah, similar 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 thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank yeah. you. Um. So the second question kind of um, has to do with what you just said. They asked, why do we raise our frequency resonance at the beginning of GFCs? Yeah. So kind of like you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you, any of you have done GFCs, and Tia has done the many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you will have heard me say something like, um, and now we're going to raise our frequency resonance. And um, this is one of the most important things we do. Okay. So the reason we're doing that is because in order to have the most momentum to clear more stuff, it really depends on how high your frequency resonance is. It really, all mm. this work comes down to how high is your frequency resonance? Because mm. that dictates the speed of everything. The momentum is yeah, the key. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it dictates not only the speed, but the efficiency of it. Okay. It's kind of like having a really sharp knife, right? That's moving really fast. <laughs> Okay. So the um, just think like if you're cutting through something that's really tough, if your knife is if you you don't have a lot of momentum behind it and it's really dull, you can't cut through that thing. But if that knife is super sharp mm. and you're like whacking it, it's gonna go further through that thing that's really hard to cut through. Yes. It's similar. Okay. okay. So you need to have your frequency resonance go up in order to address these stickier or heavier distortion patterns, or to even clear more of them. Mm. Right. Those layers of the onion. More efficiently. Yeah. More efficiently. And the really important thing to note, actually, is that at the beginning, I always, of that little process, I always say something like, okay, let's go ahead and ask ourselves the question, how can I become even more aware of my connection to pure source? Why are you asking that? The reason you're asking that is because that initiates your own momentum, meaning your higher self responds to that question, whether you're consciously aware of that or not, by increasing your own frequency resonance. Mm. That's really important because this is not about creating, or at least for me, this is not about creating a codependent relationship on Karen. This is about self-empowerment. You need to initiate your own frequency resonance rise. Right? Mm -hmm. So even if you're like, you've listened to them before and you're like, why am I asking this question? I've asked it like five million times. I don't understand the point of it. The, re the reason you're doing that is to be like, yes, I have the ability to do this myself. Mm. Okay. How can I How become can I even more aware? Yeah. Yes. You're, that's the free will aspect. Exactly. Okay. The free will, the active yeah. part of it, the yeah. part that's like the empowered part. This is not about you guys being saved by me or being reliant on me. You, mm -hmm. you are to some degree a little bit for now, mm -hmm. but once you clear, right, you'll start to feel more empowered yourself. Right. Okay? And my very strong belief, and I'm starting to see this already in clients, you guys can, when you get to a certain point, start to clear your own stuff. I was just going to ask that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need me to do that okay. for you. It's just in the beginning, the training wheels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you get to a certain level of frequency resonance, so what I'm seeing with some clients is they're starting to be able to on their own. Now, can they name what everything is? Not necessarily. Is it important? No, not really. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you really need to care what the garbage is called in order to like get rid of it? No. <laughs> just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. I mean, yeah. who cares what it is? Yeah. Right? Just release it. You don't look through your garbage before <laughs> yeah, you throw it away. away. Yeah, you're just oh, like, there's a... <laughs> oh, yeah. that's that old can of yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then reminisce on the can. Of... <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Just get rid of the thing. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So yeah. similar. Okay. Right? And so we're getting to that point where consciousness is rising. More and more people mm -hmm. are doing the work. You guys, your resonance is coming up. Again, this is about self-empowerment. Because mm -hmm. ultimately, what is frequency work about? Okay. At least from my perspective. 
there's a greater ripple effect than just ourselves, right? So yes, we're doing it for us to raise our frequency resonance. Absolutely. Okay. It's important that we take that stance because we, to take that um, claim that sovereignty is co-creator, to know that we're worthy of it. This is our divine birthright. Okay. This is who we are. We are infinite indestructible consciousness. It's not about deservingness. You just are it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And once we claim that and your resonance rises, there's a massive ripple effect out in family, friends, community, humanity, the oneness. Mm. So really all this work, yes, it's about us. And it is also about catalyzing the greater good and for consciousness to rise generally. Mm -hmm. So that's really wow. what it's all about. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's like stepping into your highest light is yeah. not only for you, it affects everyone around you and, exactly. and even people that aren't physically around you. Yeah. Right. Totally. Because yeah, since we're all connected in that way. Exactly. Yeah. And so you enable the possibility for someone else to rise because you hold that possibility in your beingness. Mm. You don't have to like get out there on a milk crate and proclaim anything. It's mm. not about that. Yeah. It simply has to do with your frequency resonance because it provides a possibility in the field for someone else to entrain mm. to. So that's just a side note for those people pleasers out there. <laughs> that's a way you can please people yeah. is actually by doing your own work. Totally. You don't have to, you know, some people want to give and give and give and yeah. focus all on that. Focus on yourself. Like, yeah. Don't save the whale, save yourself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. And raise your frequency resonance. Because yeah. ultimately, when we all go into that higher level of consciousness, we won't be doing jerky things to yeah. our planet, to the whales, right. to the Amazon, to whatever That's you're trying to save. That's how you change all those kinds of things. That's yeah. right. Because consciousness rises. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So, okay, so similar to the GFCs, um, previous questions, why do we imagine and become aware of the brilliance within ourselves at the beginning of the GSC. So you yeah. kind of touched on it, but yeah. that specifically when you say notice the brilliance, you yeah. can feel it, sense it, whatever. Why do we do that yeah. in the beginning? Yeah. So the reason we're practicing that is because we're cultivating this ability to raise our own resonance and to claim the brilliance that we are within, as opposed to looking for it externally, which is what we're super conditioned to do. Yeah. Like we're not enough, we're chasing the divine, we're chasing a higher aspect of ourselves, but we ourselves aren't it somehow, we're lacking, right? But it's not that. You're cultivating what is already within you mm -hmm. and you're refining it and you're clarifying it. And then as a result, the resonance that is you goes up. And soon what happens is that people start to experience that in their you know, everyday reality. Well, you'll have these moments of this expanded sense of awareness, mm -hmm. of this incredible um, gratitude for all of life. You know, this incredible, almost like you savor the exquisiteness of what is, you know, it's mm -hmm. almost so beautiful. It can make you almost cry because mm -hmm. you're just like, wow, I get to experience this. Mm. And amazing. it comes from within. It comes from within. It's yeah. not out there. It's no. in here. So by doing that, and most people don't do that. They're always, we're so conditioned to seek outside, yeah. to externally reference. But yeah. really it's about cultivating self, right? Getting strong within self, internally complete, and recognizing that brilliance is you. Mm. And there's so much like pain around this because we don't see the brilliance of ourselves. And so that's why we do that to yeah. really cultivate that, to know that that's within. Is that part of like the veil of forgetting you mentioned? Yes. We come here mm -hmm. as spirit into embodiment mm -hmm. and we agree to this veil of forgetting yeah. our brilliance yeah. so that we can relearn it, I guess. Yeah, I guess. to transcend. Yeah. Yeah, to mm -hmm. transcend and to realize that we are that brilliance. Yes, we are humanness also. It's not about negating the humanness, mm -hmm. right? Because your humanness is beautiful also and you can learn a lot from it. 
and it's in the transcending of that just identification through the ego mind or the small s self yeah. to go into that big s self that you have that expansion and mm. have cultivate both and be able to ultimately like seamlessly move between the two or mm. have awareness of both uh, yeah. right so you're having your human experience of like whatever okay maybe traffic. it's not great yeah traffic or yeah. pissed off or whatever sure. and then you also have this knowing like it may not be 100% consciousness, but you're aware, you're like, wow, okay, I'm watching myself have this experience. Yep. Okay, this is a human experience. And I, I, I mentioned this before in our interview, but that's the biggest thing that I've taken away from doing the GFCs mm -hmm. daily is cultivating that sense of the grander version of yes. who I am yes. within the mundane. Exactly. The magic in the mundane. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. Because it's both. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you cool. it's really magical when you have that and you can that's part of what people ask me all the time, what does it mean to experience your brilliance? It's that what you just talked mm -hmm. about. Yeah. Right? It's both. Yes. Yeah. That is really important. Mm -hmm. These are good questions. Okay, so a couple more. Mm -hmm. Um why is the zero point of space and time so important? You yeah. reference you reference that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I talk about this a lot. Uh, a lot of people want to be able to create manifest, right? I mean, like, who doesn't? It's kind of like a magic superpower. I mean, yeah. like, why don't you want to create manifest? Yeah. It's fun. You're like, yeah. poof, you know, can that happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? Okay. In order to create manifest, in order to access the infinite as a spirit, mm -hmm. In order to be able to have a ton of momentum on spirit level and on the physical, you need to master space and time. Because it is those two coordinates, space and time, upon which the entire physical reality rests. So if you don't understand how to do this, really difficult okay, mm. to be able to be in the physical reality and feel empowered. So is that like being present? Yeah. So okay. thank you. So what is the zero point of space and time? What does that mean? So the zero point of space is the zero point of the rendering that is you. So some of you from here talked about this before, but I think it was episode 97. I think you talked about it. I know. It's <laughs> your favorite episode. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like something about um, one of the wisdom of the ancients or something yeah. clarified. You or something explain like, this. like why life is in 20 minutes. <laughs> <It's really good. laughs> yeah, exactly. So basically I talk about how the uh, reality is constructed. And so um, just to recap that, and if you want to further... Uh, delve into that. Go check out that episode 97. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, um, so what we are are these spirit bodies, which are spheres at arm's length around us, and we render, or like a like a hologram, the physical body at the very center of the sphere. The, the spirit body renders, renders the, the physical body. Okay. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. And the physical body renders around the very center point of that sphere. Okay, so that zero point of that sphere is typically the center point of your physical body, which often for most people is right in the center point of your solar plexus. For some people it's a little higher, some people it's a little lower, it depends somewhere kind of on like, there. yeah, but it's somewhere around there, yeah. okay? So that's what I mean by the zero point of space, so meaning anchored within the body mm -hmm. at this particular location. And then um, the zero point of time is the present moment in linear time. So as you said, being more present, but being present in the body, yes? So mm -hmm. that's like the, conf the confluence of space and time. So being present, in the body. So what does that mean? So it sounds very easy and it is easy, right? Like, like I'm just going to focus and be present. Yeah, it's totally easy. It doesn't actually take that much effort, but the thing is to remember that and to do it for more than like a hot second. Yeah. Right? <laughs> stay, stay there. Stay there. Yeah. yeah. As much as you can. So the more that you are in that present moment, aware of your body, being in the body, 
being aware of your surroundings, all of that cultivates the being in the zero point of space and time, which then opens the door for access to the eternal now, which requires a rise in vibrational level, mm. okay? which is where you can then access the infinite of spirit and also um, being able to bridge the present moment of linear time and the eternal now allows you to create manifest without time lag or with much shorter time lag, I should so say. So you're talking about doing all of this not only in the GFC, mm -hmm. but in your daily your life. life. Yeah, as oh, much as you can. Okay. Yeah. Like standing in line. Yeah, standing in line. You're not doing anything <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah, exactly. So how do you do that to, yeah. to, to, to yeah. take off on what you've just mentioned? So how do you do that? It's to cultivate that um, is to... Uh, step one, become aware of a space within your body, okay? So meaning you could take, for example, the right inner side of your pelvis to the right, uh, the left inner side of your pelvis, for example, and notice the distance between there, mm -hmm. or notice the distance between your toes, for example, mm -hmm. okay, or an obscure place in your body. So when you bring your attention to those parts of the body in a very granular way, it pulls you back into the body. Why is that important? It's important because your body exists only in the present moment. Your mind will pull you into the future ah. and the past, but your body exists here yeah. and now in this present moment in time. So it's one of your greatest tools. Yeah. So uh, doing that is really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is to a more advanced practice to become aware of your spirit body around you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then if you want to do third bonus, like credit points or whatever. Extra it's, credit. <laughs> extra credit. Yeah, it's to become aware of your connection to pure source. So when that happens you start to become more into the zero point of space and time. And as you do more GFCs or more frequency work, your frequency resonance rises because you're releasing more distortion patterns. So as a natural consequence, your frequency resonance mm -hmm. rises. It's easier for you to step or be in more states of presence yeah. because your, your resonance is higher. You don't yeah. have as much ch mind chatter. You're more distanced from your thoughts and emotions. Yes. So therefore, you can be more in the zero point of space and time more often. You also are aware when you're not in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, when people start, they're not, not even aware that they're not in it. I'm like, oh yeah, you're kind of like, you're scattered all over the place, you're overwhelmed, you're kind of like, you're like you know what I mean? You can't function very well. That's because you're not in the zero point of space and time often. Mm. And But once you know what it feels like to be in the zero point of space and time. You know when you're off, you know when and you can off. get back even quicker. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so being in the zero point of space and time is really about mastery, not only of the reality, but mastery of self. Mm -hmm. So it's really foundational and the key to acceleration and spirit level. Okay, thank you. Very cool. Yeah. So the next question is probably a little similar. Um, they were asking why is coherence coherence very important? Yeah. So coherence is really important because it's like um, it's kind of like the 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 thing that can ground frequency work. So you and I have talked about before. How, this idea of the piano, right? Being yeah. shoved out into the garden. It's really old. It's out of tune. The lid falls off. Pine sap drips onto the, key, the strings, gunks up the strings. Yeah. So even if you press the piano key, you know, a sound comes out. Mm -hmm. So cleaning off the piano strings is like frequency work and releasing the distortion patterns. But putting the piano in tune is what create is, is mm. coherence, right? That's when you create beautiful music. So coherence is important in terms of bringing into the physical and smoothing that process out even more. So it like it really like um, 
allows for the whole system, physical and spirit, to come into alignment, into harmony.、Mm-hmm. So you have more of that synchronicity, that magic. The right things come in at the right time.、Mm-hmm. Things are provided for you without you even really asking for yeah, them. Yeah, you don't have to search out. Things come, come to, to you. you. It's、yep. the easier, more fluid way of living. Exactly. Which is in your morning meditation, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So people can get into coherence that way. Yeah. 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 So what Tia is referring to is the GFC called med- morning med-、uh, morning meditation, setting the tone of your day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Thank you. Cool.、Um, there's another question that I actually have. Yeah.、Uh, or two. Yeah. So、um, for the listeners. Um, I'm actually wondering if this is important. So、mm-hmm. I've noticed in、mm-hmm. my life,、um, uh, when I play your GFCs aloud, and、mm-hmm. not just in my headphones,、mm-hmm. but aloud, and、uh, my one-year-old, and when she was younger as well, hears them.、Um, I noticed a significant impact on her, even as a baby. So wondering if this is something that people can do.、Um, also, I'll tell you what the impact was.、Mm-hmm. So、um, she, you know, maybe she's laying there and it has trouble. Falling asleep for her nap or whatnot,、mm-hmm. I'll play the GFC and she'll instantly down,、mm-hmm. like fall asleep and for a deeper, longer sleep. Yeah, which is great.、Mm-hmm. I also noticed that when she wakes up,、mm-hmm. I'm not just saying this. She wakes up and she's happier. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. just like good. <laughs> you know, more giggly, a little lighter. Like、yeah. it, it's very, very palpable.、Mm-hmm. And、um, I also noticed when you clear, you know, you're going、yeah. and you do your thing. She kind of does this little shake、yeah. um, after most of them. And、yeah. I, I started watching, and I'm like, okay, this is not just coincidence. Like、yeah. something's happening. So,、yeah. is this、um, helpful to play aloud for pets or kids or yeah. whatever? Yeah, it totally is because、um, what, the, especially with babies. Okay. They are super. I mean, they're not that long in the physical world. You know, they're still.、Um, A number of them still remember that space of the disembodied, of being connected into that spirit realm.、Mm-hmm. So when they、um, feel or perceive the frequency work, it's like, oh, it's kind of like this state of like, okay, like a little home, you know? Oh like, yes. Oh, this is not the embodiment. They're, they're closer to that that sort of state,、yeah. as opposed to having been in the embodiment for a long time, picking up all those distortion patterns, etc. Yeah, and so when she's shaking it off, she's literally shaking off distortion patterns. And adults, like adults, do this too. So a lot of times, a lot of you, when you get higher in your frequency resonance, you will start to detox through your sleep.、Mm-hmm. So some of you get really tired, and then you try to power through and not sleep. I'm like, sleep, sleep,、mm-hmm. because your body is trying to release out of itself. Yeah, can I share one thing? Yeah, please. So I listened to the losing the fear of loss. Yeah, GFC. Yeah. And I dreamt that my partner cheated on me with seven different women. Wow! Most of them my friends. <laughs> Great. <laughs> know, which he would never do. You know.、Yeah. The point is, I had, and I was like grieving the whole dream. Like、mm-hmm. I had to let go of these people as my friends,、mm-hmm. of you know him as my partner. partner. And you know, I woke up feeling lo- less attached. <laughs> So that must be part of it. Yeah.、Right? Exactly. Yeah. You're detoxing through your sleep, which、yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And.、Um, For、um, a lot of people, when they listen to the GFCs, because the frequency resonance is high, your higher self will put you into a sleep state, so you can more efficiently release distortion patterns. So that's actually great.、Mm-hmm. So if my mom uses it like this too, actually, yeah, to, <laughs> puts fall to, to fall asleep, yeah. Yeah. it puts her to sleep. Yeah. So that's great. It doesn't mean it's not working. It's actually super efficient.、Mm-hmm. So yes, it's super beneficial for to play in the background for kids、mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter that they're consciously aware of it. It doesn't matter that they understand. Right. I actually just gave a session、um, the other day to、um, 
an 11 year old. She was fantastic. And, um, this super awesome little girl and she didn't understand all of it. All she knew was that she felt better afterwards. She came out to her mom and was like, mommy, I feel so much better. And she'd had a multiple head trauma and all this sort of stuff. Oh, wow. But she felt a lot better after because I don't know what happened, but I feel so much better. So does it matter? Yeah, like, that's like, just for the brain yeah, to, to understand. Yeah. It's like, do you need to know how electricity works in order for it to like be useful to you? No. Yeah. You just, you know, you can turn just on lights. Yeah, yeah, just use it, right? Like, oh, so, this is helpful. helpful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so for your kids, definitely play it in the background. Mm -hmm. um, if you feel like it resonates for them and it resonates with you, then yes, it can be super helpful because what it does is that clears them. They don't have to take on the same lineage stuff. Mm. They don't take on the same distortion because you're playing it for them. They're yes. in training to that higher possibility so they don't have to take on all that crap and then clear it later, right? So that's really awesome. I mean, they're going to have whatever they need to have in order to grow and to learn and receive whatever they need to in order to have that learning. Mm. And they don't have to clear as much as they grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't have to clear as much as they grow up. And it's really cool because I have a friend... Um, whose kids have been listening to frequency work for as long as she has, which has got to be at least five years now. And are they like bumping into things and learning and growing? Of course, they're like teenagers. Yeah, I mean, it's sort to. of inevitable, right? Yeah. And part of the growth. But I'm telling you, these kids, you're just like, holy crap. Like cow, they're like so much more grounded and more stable than their peers. They can tell BS like super fast. Yes. They are not controllable. Okay, not in a, because they're out of, out of hand or not, you know what I mean? They're not acting out. But when someone tells them they have to do something, they're like, okay, well, why is it that you're asking me to do this? And you know what I mean? It's not like punkish. It's not like mm -hmm. a rebellion, mm -hmm. but it's a questioning that actually seems more wise and of somebody of a greater age than they are. Mm -hmm. But they already have that because they don't have the same distortional crap that most of us do that we have to clear because they've already done it Great. for this time. Yeah, and so pet, that is helpful. Yeah, it is totally helpful. And pets love it because they're just like, hello, frequency. I like frequency. <laughs> they don't know why. They want to gravitate to yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's my other question is how, you know, the volume, can it be super, super low? Or yeah. should it be a certain, you know? Yeah. Uh, just barely audible is okay. fine. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't even and have to be Just keep playing it on the background. background. Yeah. yeah, some people like loop it and that totally Perfect. Works. Love it. Thank yeah. you. Cool. You're welcome. So last question here. I know mm -hmm. we're going a little long probably, mm -hmm. but, um, and this is a big question. So, you know, just to the gist of it, for people that are very um, religious mm -hmm. or spiritual or however you want to call it, um, you know, a lot of them might have questions about does frequency work, you know, um, combat yeah, I guess, butt up against you. Yeah. Butt up against, yeah. So how how does fre frequency work relate to spiritual beliefs, religious beliefs? Yeah. Yeah. So um, frequency work is non-religious. So meaning it doesn't have a framework under which it sits, right? So a lot of religions or spiritual teachings have like a structure under and belief systems. Yeah. Okay. So this is beyond that. This has simply to do with releasing your distortion patterns and raising your frequency resonance. As a result you will clarify and your connection to the all that is the divine god whatever you want to call it pure source gets stronger mm -hmm. because you start to rise in frequency resonance this is not the only way obviously but this is one of the ways that it can clarify your own beliefs mm -hmm. for, and you'll have it from a different perspective and you know all the great teachers uh, whoever they were were people who had a mystical experience of the divine and then they turned around and shared it with others and said, you can do this too, yeah. right? That's essentially what many of the great teachers did. Yeah. So you're doing something similar. You are clarifying, and what they, how they were able to do that, by the way, is to have that mystical experience with the divine is because their frequency resonance was high. Mm -hmm. That's how they were able to access God, right? Or have that kind of connection or that kind of knowingness or understanding, et cetera. 
we are at the point where consciousness is rising enough and that we have work like this accessible to us, mm -hmm. that your relationship to the divine pure source oneness is your unique relationship. And you are defining that, which is really awesome. And so there are all these flavors of that. Sure. And there's no one that's right or right more right than others. It's simply your relationship to the divine. And it clarifies, 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 and it starts to go beyond the rubric of um, what someone tells you your understanding should be. You start to cultivate that relationship directly even more for yourself, mm -hmm. which is really beautiful. So I would say that frequency work doesn't butt up against religion. It cultivates that which religion espouses, really. Sure. And so that you can come to your own sort of higher level perspective on what it is that you feel about life, yourself, the divine, all that. Yeah. So It's kind of yeah. like you said about electricity. Like, it just exists whether you believe it or not. Yeah. Like, you're going to turn the light on. Yeah. And there it is. So, yeah, yeah it's like we're all energy. Mm -hmm. Everything living mm -hmm. is energy. And you're just clarifying that energy. It doesn't matter what label you put on it. You put on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's Thank not important. You. Perfect. Thank you, Karen. I'm sure we'll have more questions down the road. <laughs> Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. For those of you who are new, we're just about to start the GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down. Or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations. And many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. If you happen to be listening to the audio version of this episode, please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for cultivating momentum. So one of the key things that we have to remember about cultivating momentum is that it is important to be centered in the body. Now, for more on that and why that's so important, you can uh, watch the episode 97 on how we render. And also uh, episode 80, what is time? So, bringing your attention, please, to your body. And as you bring your attention to your body, 
you're going to become aware of your weight as it sinks into whatever is supporting you. And if you're more experienced, you're going to become aware of more of the details, such as how your weight is distributed and whatever is supporting you, the spread of your skin, your flesh, your muscles, under your own weight, the heaviness of your bones. So just becoming aware. of your body and your weight against whatever is supporting you. Good. And now please become aware of your heels and the backs of your ankles. And now please become aware of your breath without changing it. Just notice your breath and also notice if you are judging your breath or feel compelled to fix it or make it better or in any way different than how it is right now. Just notice your breath and if you can be with it. And you'll just be with your breath for a couple of seconds, noticing how it is right now in this moment. And after a couple of breaths, simply noticing it, you're then going to allow yourself to have your breath take up more space in your body. To allow it to slow down. To expand. And as your breath expands and takes up more room in your body, Notice if your breath tends to be in a direction. So meaning when we pay attention to our breath, we often think of it expanding and contracting in front of us or possibly behind us. But as you breathe, notice if you can be aware of or imagine your breath expanding in all directions, meaning above, below, front and back and to the sides. Nice. 
And now please become aware of your surroundings. Noticing the smells around you. So we often habituate to smell very quickly. So imagine yourself walking into the space that you're in as if it's for the first time. And noticing the smells around you. And noticing how far away they are. So noticing if it's the smell of food that's been cooked down the hall or in adjacent rooms. Or perhaps the outside smells coming in through a crack under a window. And then notice the smells that are closer to you, like the smell of your lotion or perhaps even your own sweat. Good. And now please blink your eyes open and notice the quality of the light. Mm. And now please triangulate. So for those of you more experienced who prefer to do this with your eyes closed, please go ahead and do that. For everyone else, including those of you who are new, please keep your eyes open. Triangulating is when you become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. What these objects are is not important. What you are noticing is the distance between each object and you. So for example, if you notice that the dresser, which is object A, is about eight foot away, eight feet away from you. Just noticing that distance between the object and you and feeling the distance between the object and you. And you'll do the same thing for objects B and C. And you'll notice that as you do this, your sense of where you are in space becomes more clear, more focused, and more discernible to you. For those of you who are faster at this. You're going to bring your attention now, please, into the center point of your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. So with your attention on this area or this space, if you haven't already, please close your eyes. We're going to take one nice big breath together here, inhaling, holding your breath for a count of five, 
And then whenever you're finished with a five count, releasing your breath at the speed and intensity that you prefer, holding your breath out for a count of six. Yep, and what we're doing while you're finishing that one long breath is we're waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. And whilst we do that, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level, and that I often work in silence. So if you don't hear me, please know that I am still working on you. If I'm working in silence, it's generally because the frequencies we're working with are very high. And if I make physical noise, it just um, reduces or diminishes the frequency resonance, which does not benefit you. I also do make sound, so you may hear me yawn or hum or exhale loudly. And that's what I tend to do, not often, not always, excuse me, but often, when I'm releasing stickier, heavier, denser distortion patterns. Also, please know that if you really resonate with something that I say, chances are this is a distortion pattern that you have and need to release. And if I say something that you really resist, it also is likely that you have this distortion pattern and it's something that needs to be released. So if you find yourself resisting, I invite you to remain open and to examine further. Good. Now that the mastermind has coalesced, bring your attention please to the center of your heart space, in the center of your chest, in your nipple line. We're going to go ahead now and ask ourselves a, a question. And that question is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And for those of you who are new, that question is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this surprisingly vast space, please imagine or become aware of a brilliance at its very center that you either see or feel 
and which gets even brighter and more intense because you have your attention on it. And as it brightens, it very naturally expands outwards through all of your cells, out through your organs, through your bones, out through your flesh and your muscles, and out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer wall of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Yeah. Becoming very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. And now, please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working on you at spirit or frequency level to increase your frequency resonance. How high your frequency resonance is dictates everything from what your reality looks like to how you perceive it. to how much momentum you can gain on spirit level, how much distortion you can release, and how quickly you integrate. So it pretty much dictates virtually everything and why it's one of the most important things we do together. Pulling your frequency resonance even higher. Good. So bringing your attention, please, to the center point of your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big, thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. Yep. So as I mentioned at the very beginning, it's really important to be as much in the zero point as possible because it's from that point that you have the most influence over your reality and from where you can eventually create manifest from. 
So this is a very important place to be in. So pulling you So first pulling you into the center point of your body, which is right here in the center point of your solar plexus, plexus, excuse me, this is zero point of space, and then pulling you into the zero point of time, which is the present moment of linear time. Good. Bring your attention, please, to the entire belly. So from your pubic bone all the way to the base of your sternum, the entire belly area. Okay. So this is fear of, uh, depending on what subgroup you're in, either of the unknown or going too fast or not knowing how to and being afraid to screw up. There's more uh, subgroups than that, but those are the, the main ones. Okay, so working on all of you. Bring your attention to that midpoint of that solar plexus again. Yeah, this is the next distortion pattern is, uh, depending on what subgroup you're in, either self-doubt, okay, or not having the comf- confidence in yourself to um, really have momentum, okay, that you'll screw it up or something will screw it up or something will happen. So let's release all this. Good. 
Bring your attention, please, to that xiphoid process right at the base of the sternum and about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it in a straight line towards your belly button. Clearing out and resetting your pain body. clearing out your pain body because your pain body has a memory of you before the distortions were released. So by just taking the couple of seconds it takes to do this, it makes your integration faster and smoother. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my time and personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.